Welcome to another Direct Misfire Missive. Uh, tonight with me, as always, I have my co-host, Benson. Hello. How are you going, Ben? Very well, thank you. A bit warm. You? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit warm, which is a change. Mm. Also got a couple of special guests from the United States. We have Chris Kapsner. How are you going, Chris? Hello. And Not have... so warm here. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Mark Scott. Mar- Ma- Mark Mark Scott. Cox. Yeah, you got Mark Scott. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> how are you going, Mark? Doing good. How are y'all? Good, good. So what's going on? What brings us together today? Well, hopefully something that's bringing the whole uh, global uh, Kings of War community together, actually. The uh, the International Campaign Day. Okay, International Campaign Day. That There was one of those before, wasn't there? Uh, about mid-year? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jan- uh, let's see, July 9th. Did I get the date right there, Mark? I think it was July 9th. We, it was July 9th. We mm-hmm. did the uh, the first one. And that was actually, initially, the plan was it was going to be a U.S. campaign day, and we had so much interest, it kind of became an international campaign day, mm-hmm. um, which which made us, and I, I think I talked to you guys back back then and uh, encouraged you to join us, and uh, you're like, well, the we'll time the difference is yeah. just crazy uh, to, to try to do that. And so um, we've put together... Uh, a, truly global uh global campaign this time with kind of a 24-hour campaign sounds pretty good um how did the other one go i think it went really well especially for the first one i mean wouldn't you say mark yeah absolutely um we were expecting way more snafus than happened and having 30 different sites and i think we had 33 or 36 and we had 30 participating that actually like turn in scores Having all of that happen, um, all in succession, all at the same time, uh, it ran way smoother than we were expecting it to. So mm. that's a credit to the people that were participating, mm. definitely. And uh, you know, it was it was a nice surprise that you know something like that, that large scale, that disjointed, if you will, because you know, obviously, if we're not all in the same room, it's really hard to be on the same point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For all that to happen successively and and correctly is was pretty surprising. I I was happy with it. Hmm. Yeah, we had we had a uh, 140 players, 30 locations across five countries participating, and uh, really didn't run into many glitches at all. And uh, really, the only the only glitch we sort of ran into was was um, we had announced who was ahead for one of the rounds uh, because each each round, depending on the scores and things for good or evil, you're going to get a bonus going into the next round, yep. uh, depending on which side you're on. And uh, we had announced a, a side being ahead, and then right after we announced that, that um, some more scores were turned in, <laughs> and, and that flipped, <laughs> and the, it flipped uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> we 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 made the call, and we changed it back to we changed it to the way it, it was supposed to be if uh, if those scores had been reported on time, and that that kind of messed things up because some people when they saw who was who was getting the bonuses, they just went off and started playing, and then, you know, others had, <laughs> had already started deploying, and then it's like, oh, wait, wait, you got to change that and redeploy, and yeah. uh, so it was a little bit messy, that that one moment, um, so we, we're changing that up this next time around. We have a cutoff time for 
uh, scores to be turned in. If you turn in the scores after that, it just won't count towards the the tally for, for okay. announcing who's the you know going to be ahead going into the next round. So yeah, yep. Now, what were the results? Do you have them? How did it all turn out? Well, it was it was really interesting because uh, we kept on having. Oh gosh, I don't even have the results in front of me from that. But uh, didn't we have good was edging evil most of the way through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was pretty well in good's hands the entire time. I think it was the third or fourth round where evil took a major spike the other way, hmm. and that that offset things just a little bit. But good ended up running away with it there at the end. Right, just like a movie. Um... Just when you think the the bad guys are going to yeah, win, yeah, kind of, <laughs> exactly. So, just out of interest, what happens to all the data once the campaign's finished? Uh, well, we still have all of that data. I, I, it's saved uh, saved on my computer someplace and things. Um, we did make the announcements, you know, um, uh, some overall tallies and stuff in the uh, on the Facebook page. But I think that's about as far as we went. I don't think we ever posted the final. Um, like uh, Google Doc, anywhere for people to look yeah. at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basically how what we're working off from is a is a Google Doc where uh, each location will have one person uh, that that's signed up as quote unquote the leader. Basically, their job is just to to make sure they they input those results at the end of each round. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they we get their email address and invite them into that Google Doc, and then they just uh, you guys play your games and uh, whoever. You know, wins. You you tally those things, and you might have if you have six players, and you have you know two wins for evil and one win for good. That's what you put in, and uh, then we just kind of quickly tabulate and and announce uh, a location leader and a and a, an overall leader. Uh, and depending on how things kind of go, we may have regional leaders also for the U.S. Since we have we have more locations in the U.S. and multiple. Yeah. Uh, locations in in each of our regions that we've broken apart for our our US Masters system, um, so that that's how we had it, had it designed this last time around. Mm-hmm. But uh, working on some of those final details for for what those bonuses will be and things, and we should have those announced on the Facebook page hopefully in the next two to three weeks. Uh, well, mid mid to later December, we're we're planning on having that released. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so what have we got uh, at the moment for the next campaign day? So what are the details when it's starting for our region and then the rest of the world? And what can we expect? Yeah. You want to take that, Mark? Sure. So uh, we went to the furthest east that we know that there are populations of Kings of War players, which is New Zealand, uh, <laughs> which happens to not be part of this podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, the, so we're, we're starting Could have off. Me. The, yeah, right. Misfire. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> so we're we're starting at 2 p.m. New Zealand time on Saturday, and it runs all the way until 2 p.m. Sunday New Zealand time. Uh, you know, wherever your time zone is, you're gonna break out from that time. So if you're an hour behind New Zealand, if you're three hours, you know, okay, whatever yeah. that number is. So there's a 24-hour period where we're we're doing that, and we broke that into eight-hour segments. So the first eight hours is considered New Zealand, Australia. Yep. So from that 2 p.m. You guys time would start spot, at noon. yeah, you guys would start at noon. So you would run from noon to 8 p.m. The first game is an hour long, thousand points, four by four board, 30-minute break. The next game, 
1,500 points, 90 minutes, 30-minute mm-hmm. break. The next game, 2,000 points, two hours, so 120 minutes, 30-minute break. Last game is 1,500 points for 90 minutes and then a 30-minute break. Okay. And then you go into the eight-hour slot that the U.K. picks up and starts running with, which I think that's 10 a.m. their time. So they do the exact okay. same thing. So all four games are 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, They're going to be different games from, you know, game 1A to game 3A, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. So okay. the scenarios are all going to be different. But you're going to have basically 12 different games happening in 24 hours. And each successive game, depending on who's ahead, good or evil, there are going to be bonuses happening. Mm-hmm. So you are going to impact, like, when you guys get done at 8 o'clock at night, if you assume, you know, hey, we're not going to play into 10 o'clock or midnight, yeah. you're going to impact where the UK guys pick up and start running. And then the next day, if you wake up the next morning and you're like, hey, I feel like playing some Kings of War on Sunday, you can actually participate still, and your scores will still count towards the overall tabulation. So right. you'd that's be the impacting cool thing U.S. Here. and Canadian games, so yeah. to speak, mm-hmm. if you got up the next day and started and, playing. And again. That's, that's the real cool thing is like you have the option of like, oh, I only feel like playing two games today and maybe two games tomorrow. Well, that's still impact, so you can still do that. There's no set like well, you guys are only in this first eight-hour time block. You can only count here. Right. You can count whenever. So you can take oh. you can take a game at 2 o'clock, you can take a game at 2 in the morning, and you can take a game at you know 10 a.m. the next day, and it will all still count. Sounds pretty so cool. So it's, 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 it's as open and viable as you want it to be, yep. uh, but it runs for a 24-hour period, and we're tracking it the entire way and announcing winners all the way through. Who's going to stay up for 24 hours? Who's <laughs> got that lovely job? You guys are. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually the interesting part because if we do this right and we have the right sort of management over it, as long as you've got the right person in a position to click the button, it it should be able to take over. Now, yeah, I'm I'm a late guy. I like to stay up late, mm. so I don't I don't mind covering that, Chris. I, I notice you like to get up early, so I think between the two of us, we could probably split it if we really needed to. Um, right. But I'm I'm thinking that with the location leads and the regional leads that we're going to put in place, uh, that we'll have enough coverage to be able to legitimately call what the next bonus is for each round for that 24-hour period. Okay, good. That's not too bad. It's like shift work. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you, know, you know the really crazy thing is like the way we've set this up, it's not complicated. You go, well, good had 29 wins, evil had 26 wins. All right, well, good gets the bonus. Like, it's really that simple of right. looking at the numbers and going, here's where it is. Mm. So, um, do we know what the bonuses are? Are you able to that, give us an that'll example? That'll be part of the announcement that comes out in December here. Okay. Uh, we're still finalizing. Uh, we have most of it pulled together as far as um, kind of a – it's going to be a storyline uh, that's going to be based off from our last storyline that we started for the last one. Uh, our goal is to kind of build off from that storyline and build towards the Mantic Global campaign that they're running this this upcoming summer. And so the, the 12 scenarios will be kind of telling a storyline, and they'll, they'll all be different scenarios and things like that. And, and the bonuses will be all sort of different. Uh, I We haven't finalized all of that, but it will be coming out the next two to, two to three weeks, so mid 
mid to late December, we should have that out. Okay, cool. Mm. So this leads directly into the Mantic campaign. If everything goes right. If yes. everything goes right. Yeah, okay. that's, that's kind of the yes. idea. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And we, we've been in communication with them. We've, we've talked to them a bit. Um, I, I honestly don't know what their opinion is of the storyline that we started. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but we have them on board. They're, they're excited about it. And, and uh, they're running a location at their headquarters for this. And they've, they actually, uh, uh, Matt Gilbert had actually suggested that uh, we work with them on, um, our third international campaign day to have that be a, kind of the perhaps the the climax to the global campaign. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be working with them on on the third one, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's just exciting to see it kind of grow. Mm. Um, this. Um. So how does someone join in? Great question. So basically, all you have to do is you can find that Facebook page. Um. It's the U.S. KOW International Campaign Day. Mark Cox and I are all over that. <laughs> and uh, if you PM either one of us on, in Facebook or shoot us an email, but uh, PM in Facebook seems to work real well, um, just send us your name, your email address, so that we can invite you into that Google Doc. And then um, basically just send us your email address, your name, and your location. And that's pretty much all we need. And then we shoot you the uh, uh, invite to the Google Doc so that you can sign in and, you know, tabulate the scores. And really, you can be as small as just two people in your house playing this to to take part. Hmm. Uh, You don't organize something at a game store, you know, or something like that. And you don't need to play the same army each game. You can mix it up, I'm assuming? You can do whatever you would like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All we we ask is that uh, you keep... You have to have an even number of good and evil. So even if uh, if it's just two of you and you both play evil armies, someone's going to have to say I'm good for the day. And uh, that way we just we need things to be reported evenly for between good and evil. Uh, so, you know, our recommendation is if you have, you know, six players at a location and you have three evils and two neutrals and a and a good. Well, then you bump those two neutrals to good, and, and so you have an even number. Or right. if you have way too many good, then you bump somebody to evil. But just make sure you have the, an even number of both. Okay. Now, you're talking about uh, locations before and um, getting organized. Um, how do people go about reporting or wanting to become leaders for their area? Sure. Yep. Just just send us that message and say, I'm, I'm wanting to lead a location in in this town and it's it, it, you can tell us the game store or you don't have to it's yeah. it's not that big of a deal though we are we are keeping track of that if people are telling us they're playing at a certain game store but it can be in like we said it could be in your garage or basement or in your house uh or, you know wherever you want to set up and play mm-hmm. knock yourselves out we also don't have any requirements as far as what comp you use or I'm anything just like that, ask that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's play your brand of Kings of War. Uh, the you know exactly. the idea of this is we just want to bring people together as an international community and, and playing all at the same time and interactively. Uh, so if you like Clash of Kings uh, comp, use it. If you don't, don't use it. If you're two new players and all you have are starter boxes each and you're like at about a thousand points each, play a thousand points the whole way. Mm-hmm. We don't really care. Um, it's it's more about just getting people all playing Kings of War at the same time. Okay, cool. 
Um, I also read on the Facebook page that people are encouraged to create their own character. Is that right? Yeah, that's yes. that's a new wrinkle that that Chris came up with uh, in the off season, and it's it's got a lot of potential. I, I think it for the people that have critiques or whatever you know whatever their thoughts are mm. on Kings of War not maybe having enough flavor, mm-hmm. being able to make your own character. I I think that's a, a great little additive that Chris has come up with and Chris, you know, feel free to throw that out there, whatever your, your details are on it. It, it definitely, it garners attention. Sure. Well, it's uh yeah, it's, it's a way you can make your own character to be your commander for your, your forces. So when we say you're playing a thousand points or 1500 points, 2000 points, et cetera, um, you build your army list to that size and then you're adding this commander to it. Uh, so it's an additional, character on top of your regular force um and the the custom living legend hero is going to have to bring he they stay the same for the for the duration of the campaign uh there may be some bonuses they collect (laughs) over the course of the uh the campaign but they they stay the same uh so when you start out you have to pick a a hero choice from your main force, not from an ally or something, but from your main force. And uh, you can add in any, um, any normal upgrades that that character has, as well as um, up to two artifact choices that become a unique artifact for that living legend uh, purchased at their normal artifact cost. Mm -hmm. And the total of that cannot exceed 200 points. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, for free, at no cost, you get to increase one stat from this of the stat line um, by one point. So to a, like a maximum of defense, six plus, um, or a minimum, I guess, ranger melee stat down to two plus. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose nerve, it would bump up both the waiver and the route value by one. But that's a that's a free adjustment to this to the stat line for the character and then that that becomes your named living legend commander for your force mm-hmm. so. juicy i can yeah think of lots of different characters <laughs> that i want to include now <laughs> yeah. oh yeah there's some there are some great ideas already being thrown out on the facebook page of how to break that but <laughs> yeah and, and and when he first came up with that i go you know i i was immediately in tournament player mode i go oh my god chris People are going to break the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, it's a campaign, man. And I go, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it what is a campaign. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not like we're getting trophies or no, anything. Right. <laughs> Good call. Let's do it. Yeah. So that 200 points, that so that character's there in the 1,000-point game as well, unless you think it might be a bit unfair. So... so... It would be basically you're playing a 1,200-point list. Okay, uh, so it's 1,000-point yeah. regular army, and then you're adding your commander on top of that. Yeah. My guy's going to be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear the cogs just turning. Yeah, like, all oh, these ideas. <laughs> well, if I give him this, and then I do that, oh, oh, and I, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything uh, else Mark that you need? Mark the, uh, the, the uh, Facebook link. Um, basically, it's it's uh, facebook.com slash groups. It's USKOW Campaign Day. So if you okay. want to search for that, if you if you just search KOW Campaign Day, I'm sure it'll be the only thing that that basically pops up. But uh, and we'll also have you can the link find us the, there. The um, show notes. And we can pin it on our Facebook page. Perfect. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Keen to join in on this one. 
Yeah. yeah, I think I think the last one was at like three or four o'clock in the morning for us. Yeah, we, and we also had yeah, but that's crazy early. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think I think it was uh, you guys were talking about a tournament or something going on that weekend too. Mm. Yeah, guys. same day. Yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to say someone in Australia had already joined up. Correct. Oh, yeah. Mark, um, what was that location that had already signed up in Australia? Are you going to make me mispronounce it? All right. Uh, it was <laughs> Canberra. That's it. <laughs> like a true Aussie. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Australia. Yeah, man. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tasman Stacy signed up. So he is the location lead in Canberra. Canberra. <laughs> Bra, you want some beers, bruh? That's it. Some Keystone Lights. <laughs> and we're, we're hoping for at least, you know, at least a handful of locations in that time zone to kick things off, mm-hmm. you know? So definitely try to, try to spread the word over there. And um, if you guys know of any Pathfinders and things like that for Mantic, reach out to them and ask them to, to get some locations going. Because honestly, you know, we're pretty disconnected yeah. from... Those guys, you know, all of you guys over there, and and it's so hard to know. It, it's a lot easier for Mark and I to connect to people in the U.S. that we've we've played in tournaments with, or um, you know, we we at least know friends of friends and and things like that. And and suddenly it's it's kind of kind of a domino effect. But it's so hard to get things rolling when we just don't know who to contact yeah. in an area. So yeah, that's fair enough. But I'm sure we'll be able to drum up uh, a lot of support for this. I think there's a lot of people that are interested. They're just um, not sure how to get started or the exact details so once this goes up sure. um, we should see an influx of players signing up i would think awesome yeah and and that's 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 kind of what we're hoping i mean we, we tried to make this as easy on you know a location lead as possible where it's like all you got to do is be able to sign in so you need wi-fi mm. update a google doc and that's it like that's literally all we're asking these people to do at these various sites because we're giving out the pack early, so everybody knows the scenarios, everybody knows the rules. You know, the sites decide if they want to use cock or whatever pack that they want to use. Mm. It, it literally is just like, sign in, give me your three wins, your two losses, and, like, here's your bonuses. Yeah. Tell that to your players. Like, we're trying to make that as easy as possible. A lot of people get caught up in... Oh well, location lead. So I got to run a tournament. Like, well, you're not really running the tournament. You're just kind of facilitating the games and moving the information from one one side to the other. Yeah, it's just so, using the internet for five. Yeah, minutes. man. Seriously, like it's <laughs> right. it it really is easy. It's super easy. Um, and it's a lot of fun, actually. It's like you're yeah, watching it is. the scoreboard. You know, <laughs> right? You go to, oh, my you God, that's the your, best part. Oh, it was so fun because you're just wondering, oh, I, we know these guys are going to report, and who knows, you know, they could swing the uh, the difference here between good and evil. And I had I had players crowding around my computer just watching. Waiting. Uh, just watching the, the, the numbers, watching like, that. pile in. Yeah. yeah. yeah man. <laughs> Sounds like an event in itself. Right. <laughs> uh, was there anything else that you wanted to chat about? Before uh, you guys go, do you want to put in a plug for both your podcasts? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead, Mark. You can go first. Oh, well, uh, let me finish my beer. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, uh, what are you drinking and what are you drinking out of? Oh, you guys. Yeah, so I am drinking a Shinerbach out of a 32-inch uh Tall little growler. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, uh, the <laughs> kitten guys do not like that word. Um, yeah, I've heard that on another podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, Vic so yeah, man. Williams could not stop laughing when oh, he was dude, over he here every oh. time. I'm gonna have to drink it out of it when it comes out for Lone Wolf. Anyway, uh, my name is Mark Cox, and I am a member of the Beer Phase Podcast, and we talk a lot about Kings of War, but we talk a lot about beer too. A lot of fun. Three tos in Texas, so you're gonna get a lot of fun out of that. Chris, mm-hmm. what are you running? Well, I have the uh, Lake Swat Fantasy Squad podcast. Uh, my co-TO is Michelle Olson. You may also know her on YouTube as Oasis Rising. She's a fantastic painter and uh, uh, sculptor and just all-around hobbyist. So she raises the bar for me <laughs> out there. <laughs> and uh, we just like to bring in uh, guests from different uh, tournaments and events that we go to and things like that, talk a little hobby. We have a good good hobby one coming up here uh, this next time around. And um, just bring in a, a voice to the Midwest, I guess, for the, the uh, tournament scene up here for Kings of War. And I'm from uh, northern Minnesota myself. Okay, cool. cool. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Mark and Chris, thanks for joining us in the afternoon or evening over there. Sorry for butchering <laughs> your name, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you can talk about my cock wherever you want, man. <laughs> All right, we'll get out of here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for coming Derailed! On. Love it! <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. Cheers. Thank y'all. We'll be back after this short break. And we're back, and now we've got a couple of friends joining us. Uh, we have Matt C and Tasman from uh, the CanCon organization team. Is that's what I'm going to call you? <laughs> Hello, Ben and Spoon. Yes, we are the we are the CanCon TOs. Let's go with that. <laughs> Goodo. How's things? Well, it's been really hot today. Um, to be honest, it's it's kind of the worst. Super hot and humid, and um, struggling with the good old. Dress code in Canberra, shirt and tie. Mm. Who's decided that was a good idea? But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm melting like the Wicked Witch of the West, to be honest. Yeah. What do you suggest? Right. Is it going to be, it'll be hot, I'm assuming, in uh, Canberra for CanCon. I've never been to CanCon. Should we oh, be right. prepared? Yeah, well, well there's imagine, one essential, um, and that's yeah. deodorant. Please. Actually, I'm going to have to do that in the next yeah. update. Yeah, I'm going update to have to put it pack. in. It used to be in the old Warhammer packs. Bring deodorant, please. Well, imagine a, like a giant warehouse, like a giant warehouse with maybe 5,000 nerds. Um, and I don't think I'm even exaggerating on the numbers there. No. Mm. They have a lot of people in the room. Um, so, yeah, it gets... Uh, Aromatic. Yes, that's it. That's the word. <laughs> Fragrant. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, quite, a, quite a strong mouthfeel, to be honest. <laughs> we'll kick on. Uh, we'll get you guys to introduce yourselves and give us a bit of a brief background on your gaming history, um, why you got into Kings of War, maybe. Okay. So, yep, I'm Matt. So I'll be uh, 
running the show on the day. Uh, Taz is going to be playing. Um, in terms of a ga gaming background, I guess I've got uh, I've got pretty much zero chops when it comes to gaming. Although I did notice after our last tournament, I have rocketed from 50th to 24th in the rankings. So pretty sensational. Hey, but hey. yeah, but that's only I think because one game has been played recently or one tournament, so it won't take long to be pushed back down. Um, <laughs> Right. Although Taz does his best to take fluffy armies and keep pushing everyone else back up, so yeah, we're all safe from him. Um, so uh, I actually only recently got back into the hobby, probably start of last year, back into um, Warhammer Eighth Edition just before the end, and I'd only been back playing that for a little while, and then once that bit the dust, um, our local gaming group moved more into Kings of War, and I fell in love with that. And as some drifted away to other things, I still stayed with Kings of War and loved the rule set and um, the ease the ease of pick up and play anyway obviously um, you know not necessarily easy to master um, and so I've mm. stayed with it and when it came to um, looking for someone to run um, Kings of War at CanCon and then what became Clash of Kings Australia uh, a few of us got together and started talking about who would do it and um, I ended up putting my hand up with with Taz to help out. Mm. Okay. Uh, just out of interest, what armies or army are you playing at the moment? I've played elves mostly. I'm in the middle of building dwarves. Uh, gamey, gamey mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, lots of organ guns. Um, and uh, I've got a nature army and I've got, uh, I haven't played with it, but I've got enough to do an undead army as well. Yeah, nice. But pri primarily elves and dwarves so far. Right. Okay. And what sort what sort of dwarves are you using, Matt? Skyball. Yeah, yeah. good plug for the sponsor, sponsor straight up. So pretty much everything is um pretty much everything in the army's um Skyball except they don't do artillery really. So the artillery's not mm. Skyball. Mm. I'm really surprised your wife let you remortgage the house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Skyball is not cheap. No, it's it's not. Um <laughs> I managed to get her around that in a couple of ways, namely... Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, is this something um, that... An yeah, employee yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to expand on what you just said, Ben. Let's <laughs> 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 just say sometimes it helps to own your own business. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, so as far as my history goes, I'm also new to tabletop wargaming I guess I've been a very long time uh, gamer primarily in role-playing games so I am dungeon master and game master for a lot of systems and that's that's sort of the thing that I've been doing the most of in the last mm -hmm. gosh mm -hmm. coming up to 15 years now um, but last CanCon I saw Kings of War played at CanCon um, and a mate of mine was super excited about it, so I thought I'd jump right in and got into it. I'd done a little bit of painting and stuff in the past, like I painted my Space Hulk set, what, like 60 years ago now, and I did like the dip method, but like I didn't know what I was doing, so I like actually dipped them in the varnish. Um, and so, yeah, they, they look like you would imagine, you know, so I've got like nice. $200 worth of plastic covered in, you know, like about three mils Liquid of brown. Yeah, it's great, yeah. it's great. Um so yeah, going for you know they're supposed to be blood angels, but they look more like I don't know. Is there a brown space marine chapter? Because that's that's what they look like. Uh, brown um, angels. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, brown <laughs> <angels>. <laughs> the starfish. Um, but anyway, no. 
Um, so, so since since coming up on um, 10, 10 months now, I guess um, I managed to pick up a like a secondhand empire army that I painted up, and then I've gotten into Trident Realms. My um, my thing is I like to play armies that no one else plays. Yep. However, mm. I'm realizing that there is generally a reason why no one else plays them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's because <laughs> it's really easy to lose and, and bad with them. Um, I mean, Trident Realms would be great if everyone was playing really like melee-focused armies, like lots of orcs and stuff, mm. but no one is. So they're very much in this current meta. They're the answer to a question nobody's asking. Um, <laughs> right. But that's okay. They look cool. They look cool. Personally, yeah. I just think he likes wooden burns. <laughs> well, I haven't, no, I actually, no, I tell a lie. I've won two wooden spoons recently. So <laughs> <I've won. laughs> All right. Um, we'll jump into it then. Uh, let's get a few event details for CanCon. Uh, when is it and how are you holding it? What's what's happening on the day or days rather? Okay, so the it's being run in the end of January. So we call it the Australia Day long weekend, although this year Australia Day is on the Thursday and the actual tournament is on the Saturday and Sunday. Um so, so yeah, 28th and 29th of January. Mm -hmm. at, it's at the uh, Epic, so the Exhibition Park in Canberra. Epic, get it? Um, so that's the, just the big convention centre in Canberra. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't think we've been assigned which hall we're in yet, have we? But I'm assuming we're just going to be in the big main wargaming hall and not in the, the cool board gaming hall. Mm. Yep. Yeah, no, we'll be, in, um, we'll be in the place with no air conditioning, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. No, but it's it's fine as long as you bring water and hydrate. You have to treat it like a like an endurance event. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> load up. Yeah, and make make sure you're hydrated. That you know, a couple of days before, um, if you're feeling thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Uh, all this sort of stuff. But yes, for that so, reason yes. it's actually tougher than masters. You know, because you've got the endurance factor. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and there's a whole lot more, and this is weird. Okay, so the tables are six by four foot rather than like eight by four foot. And so you have to put all of your stuff on the ground. And so hmm. there's like that extra work, you know, doing a lot more good mornings, sort of bending over and picking up your So, yeah. <laughs> so you might want to like chuck in extra resistance work into your weights routine, you know, to handle the, the constant. The, the constant lumbar flexion. Um, <laughs> mm. um, but, but I guess in terms of numbers, technically we don't have a limit, except being a convention uh, when tickets are sold out across all symptoms, they're gone. So at yeah. the moment we're sitting at 45 have signed up, which is awesome. Um, I'd love to get to 60 at least, um, make it you know bigger the better. Um, but really, and we don't, we aren't given a good idea of what the total number of tickets are. I mean, at the moment, we're easily the highest registered fantasy tabletop war game at CanCon at the moment. Um, yep. Non-skirmish um, fantasy. Non-skirmish. Mm. Oh, I think we're beating the skirmish guys. <laughs> no, I was just joking. Was just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even. Um, they have got surprisingly good numbers, though. Um, but, yeah, so um, we, we don't really have a good idea of uh, when it will sell out. So yep. <clears throat> the quicker you sign up, the better. How many did you get last year, just out of interest? Um, I think, from memory, about 56 were signed up. And I think about 46 or 48 showed up on the day. So we definitely want to top that. I mean, 
I think last year really um, could fly on the back of the the old system going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Um, whereas I think we've got this year a lot of genuine kings of war players. Like most of the signees are, are guys that I know regularly play the game and uh, are really keen to, to um, keep playing. Right. Okay. So how many points, uh, scenarios, and what are you doing for terrain on tables? Well, it's 2,000 points. Um, we're playing with the well, the Clash of Kings uh, comp pack. Okay. So a couple of stat changes to you know, like your undead pharaohs, defense five instead of defense six. Um, but the B, uh, and you're not allowed to take more than uh, three of any hero or war engine. Um, so no spamming like nine goblin war trombones or anything like that, <laughs> yep. um, mm. which apparently was a list last CanCon, which um, there was someone who played goblins with a bunch of war trombones wizards. But anyway, right. you can only have three <laughs> of them uh, under this compact and allies cannot be given magic items. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the big gameplay change is the, the way fly works. If you are disordered, so if you take any damage in melee combat, you cannot fly. Um, and you lose nimble as well. So, yeah, that, that really does change the way. Um, it's, it's easier to pin down flyers. Mm -hmm. um, or if you play Trident Realms and bring the Siren, you can uh, use her spell to give people uh, a ranged disorder, which is, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, very good ability, that one. Yes, uh, but I'll let Matt talk about the scenarios. Um, yeah, so the scenarios, basically, we've added... Um, push and control, which are the two new scenarios, um, and they're outlined in the in the pack for the tournament. Um, and we've dropped so seven games, sorry, four games day one, three games game two, um, day two. Yep. Um, and we've dropped the two scenarios that involve kill, so kill and um, kill and pillage. Kill and kill pillage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I thought oh, we were doing kill and pillage on game seven. Yeah. No, yeah, kill and pillage is still in there. Sorry, we've only we've only dropped kill. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, sponsorship. I've heard you've got quite a few sponsors helping out. Now, I'm going to let Matt talk about this because this has like, been 100% Matt. Actually, no, I think I, I sorted out the Griffin one, but um, almost 100% this is Matt's doing and he's done an amazing amount of work on this. Uh, they, mm -hmm, indeed. They, they don't call me Golden Tongue for no reason, you know? <laughs> um, so. Yeah, but it's not that reason. <laughs> All right, okay. okay. We're talking about sponsors. Um, so, of course, um, yeah, now, if you're... Um, if you've been following on Facebook or on Wargamer, I've been trying to do some videos as the sponsorship stuff comes in, and uh, the latest one was from Mantic. So Ronnie sent over a bit of a care package that involves um, a bit of Kings of War stuff, um, as well as some things from their um, other game systems like Warpath and Dead Zone. Um, Ben Hampton from The Gaming Guy, uh, he's been awesome. He's been helping us do a lot of background work with setting up, and he donated our early entry prize that um, Mark from Canberra actually won. I guarantee that was not rigged. I drew it in front of <laughs> I drew it in front in front of impartial judges at Castle Assault, including including Ben. Right. Um, uh, Angry artists. So they're um, from the that's Aris from the Queensland Gaming Group, and he does some MDF and laser terrain. And what I've done with him is he's going to donate some terrain, and I've also put some of the sponsorship money towards getting everyone something that I'm going to do a video for soon. Um, Mighty Ape have been giving us some um, vouchers and a code that you might have seen online. So anyone purchasing through Mighty Ape, 5% goes back to allow me to buy stuff 
um, for Clash of Kings if we if we need it, um, and also they'll probably do some price support. Um, Black Cultist and 3D6 uh, from local, and Black Cultist is probably going to do um, quite a few. Um, well, a few boxes, actually, of miniatures mm -hmm. that we haven't got yet. Um, Skyball's the really big one. So we probably got over $500 worth of stuff from Skyball, which is amazing. Um, if you haven't seen the video from that, check that out because there's a few big miniatures, plenty of terrain and basing stuff as well. They were really, really generous. Um, Deep Cut Gaming Mats uh, sent us a mat. Um, I've done the video for that. Mom Miniaturas, I'm not sure what they're sending yet. Um, I'm still in, I know that they're sending us something. Um, Warlord sending us a few box sets um, of things, probably the historical yep. nature. Uh, Slave to Gaming are doing a bunch of their samurai um, swordsmen. So he sent us one for everyone, which is fantastic, and sent us a whole bunch for the hobby prize. They're the, un they're the undead ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, the undead, sorry, samurai skeletons. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome little models, um, and a bunch of dice and things as well. Um, Griffin Metal Mounting. They're doing some basing stuff for us. Fireforge. If you've seen their new Pegasus Knights, I understand we're going to be getting a few of those for the um, yeah, lo boy. lovers of um, what are they called in this game? Brotherhood. Order yeah, of yeah. the Forsaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Order of the Forsaken. And I think they're sending their Burn and Loot starter kit as well, which has a whole bunch of cavalry and infantry models. Um, Mercia Miniatures have, are doing a discount voucher for everyone and some bigger discount vouchers for the top three. And Cigar Box Battle through um, Drew, a guy in our local community, he's bought some mats and they're also do donating a mat. So, you know, we're going to have heaps of stuff to give away. Nice. Absolutely bucket load of stuff. Masses, yeah. <laughs> well, every, at least, you know, everyone's getting getting stuff. Um, the Skyball, they sent heaps of individual models, so I'm planning on hopefully being able to just roam around giving out hobby prizes. Um, we're going to have something really good for the person, the poor bugger that rolls the most double ones on the day. Um, you know, <laughs> Ronnie sent, sent a bit of stuff for the person that comes last. So, you know, every, no one's going to miss <laughs> well, out. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely wants to look out for the person that comes last. So, Taz is set. Oh, oh how, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Oh, the funny thing is, is I try really hard at this game. Like, I read stuff and I play this like every week and I still get wooden spoons. It is just, oh. like, you know, if I just turned up and it wasn't a thing that I, you know, tried at and I didn't care, but I do care. Oh, but yes. That no, just makes I, it even worse. Yeah. yeah, it really does. And especially these guys, they rub it in. It's such a hostile environment, the local scene. Oh, my gosh. I'll, I'll see you uh, on right. the bottom table uh, game two then, Tazzy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, probably with this. We, we're using the 20 nil scoring system. Um, for anyone who's uh, not familiar with that, you get um, 15 points for a win and 5 points for a loss, uh, 10 each for a draw, and then it's adjusted based on attrition. So um, in, the, in the rare scenario where someone won the scenario but lost most of their army, it might end up being something like a... You know, um, 13-7, but typically what it'll end up being is something like 17-3. Yeah. Spoon, are you expecting to be down there because you're going to grudge Ben to try and get your second win ever? Game one? <laughs> yeah, and then get, and then get 20. <laughs> yeah. I'll play my oh, yes. uh, 
on that we do allow grudges. So yeah. if, um, for whatever reason, the guy that you play regularly against, you want to travel interstate and play him again, um, you can set that up. <laughs> But that's probably um, while we're on that, actually. So I'm going to make every effort. So anyone that contacts me beforehand, the tournament software that we'll be using will allow me to not pair up people that regularly pay, play each other. So besides grudges, we'll, we'll try and get people playing different people round one. Um, and also on the scoring system, I guess. So a lot of this pack, um, we're aware, you know, there's a bit of back and forth on what people like. Um, wins to be or how things should be divided but there is some limitation mm. on what we're allowed given that it's um, an official Clash of Kings Australia so we're, mm. we're using the as a strong basis the, the Clash of Kings UK pack so um, I yeah. mean they're, they're open to some changes but we, we've tried to keep it pretty um, pretty original as they've had it. I think there was a there was a rule in there wasn't it that you didn't you weren't allowed to brush your teeth ever yeah, yeah. Um, the, the UK yeah. guys I think insisted on that one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that actually, that, that no one actually had to read that. They were just doing it anyway. So, you know. <laughs> nice. Um, you've got some guidelines. Sorry, on... I was just going to yeah. get it. Shush. Um, how do you get um, the Clash of Kings name? So we went from just CanCon fantasy, yeah, to Clash of Kings. How did that happen? Um, I can't remember if that was actually my idea or Ken from Queensland's idea. I have a feeling it might have been Ken's. So uh, It was Ken's idea, but you yeah, went and did it. Yeah, I think so. Ken, Ken had the idea. So uh, what originally happened is we found out that Andrew that ran um, CanCon earlier this year in January wasn't going to do it again. And a bunch of us got together mm. and said, oh, you know, we really think that CanCon has to happen for the good of the tournament scene for Kings of War in Australia, um, given it's always mm. been a bit of a premier fantasy um, tournament. Um, and then just as we were nutting it out, yeah, I think Ken threw it up in the air that um, why don't we make it cl the official Clash of Kings Australia um, like they've got in the UK. And right. so then we just contacted Mantic, literally, you know, just emailed them and said, hey, we're going to do this. Last year it was, at that time in January, because version 2 hadn't been out long, CanCon last year was the biggest Kings of War tournament in the world. Um, I mean, Lone Wolf mm. overdid it not long after, I think. And is it the French have really gone ballistic for it and did a really big one? But, you know, at that, at that point it was quite big. So we were, just wrote to Ronnie and said, look, what do you think about us having this name? And he said, go for it. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Good eh? Yeah, you'll find most of Matt's technique is just asking people things, and it works really well. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't get if you don't ask, so. Exactly. I've gotten really used to holding my hands out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, one thing, with the, the tournament software that we're using, Matt, will people need to pre-register or anything like that? Uh, as long as we, as long as, um, so there's a guy who does it, who does it all for free. As long as there's, um, as long as he can get the update off the ground, ideally it will be like Tournament Overlord was, um, to us and we'll, you'll be able to register online and which would mean that you'll be able to submit your results electronically on the day. Right. Cool. Um, but I okay. probably won't know that till later this month, maybe start of January. Right. Awesome. Okay. We'll, we'll email all the, uh, registered attendees anyway with the, with the details. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've got some guidelines for painting prizes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so do you want to go over? Um, well, for the regular painting prizes, um, 
but, but one of, I'm, I'm really passionate about the painting side of things like that's well that's the only thing I'll ever get prizes for let's put it that way <laughs> um, and uh, I'd really you know encouraging people to do things like bring along display boards and things like that but we will be having a, like an armies on parade time during lunch on the first day I think um, so that'll be a time for everyone even if they haven't bought a display board to be able to set up their armies you know in a way that people can sort of look at them and appreciate them to their fullest sort of extent it's funny with this hobby like people spend hundreds of hours painting stuff and then it's actually really hard to get a look at it um, mm. because most yeah. of the time it'll be crammed in a tray or they'll be playing with it um, yeah and so, yeah, just have, having a, a discrete time set apart so people can actually sort of, you know, arrange them um, in some sort of way. And, yeah, display boards would be awesome um, if people people are going to be doing that. Um, I am, and I'd like not to be the only one. I'm so going we'll to go. aim to uh, get a board done for mine. Nice. Yeah, and look, regarding them, regarding there's, there's obviously there's the... Um, there's the open painting prizes, which everyone um, that has a fully painted army with three colours and based um, is eligible for. And then there's the Mantic painting prize, which um, I spoke to you about it a bit, Ben. But um, yeah. <clears throat> I talked to Mantic and I asked, you know, given that there's however many ridiculous amount of armies now, they, they had it set it at um, greater than 90% Mantic models. And I asked about relaxing it a bit. They were okay with that. So we've gone for greater than 80% Mantic models and or regiments, um, or sorry, units, um, whatever's the greater. And so if someone's got that mm -hmm. majority Mantic, then they'll qualify to be able to take out the, the Mantic award um, as well. So going for the Mantic award doesn't exclude, exclude you from the open painting prizes. Right. Okay. Okay. Righto. Yep. Mm. Cool. So you could take the double, Ben. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some crazy talented painters out there. I don't want to take away uh, an award from Taz. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Mate, mate, the only, the don't only worry, award I'll, I'll be getting for my painting... Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll get the pity prizes and things like that. Like, I enjoy painting. I, uh, it's what I'm good at. But no, compared to, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, Audion Hobbies does post some stuff up on his blog and Facebook. He's doing these Night Stalker armies with like a swamp basing theme with like all resin, mm -hmm, resin yeah. swamps and stuff. And it just looks amazing. Um, there's uh, Night Stalkers actually seem to be really attracting the, the real hobby guys. Yeah, got a lot of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, but, with no models released for it. Yeah, well, they just, and yeah, a lot of green stuffing and things like that. So yeah, um, there's another guy, Jules, up in Canberra who's, he, he did some fantastically painted Night Stalkers for the Sydney Gaming Championship. So it'll be really interesting to see what turns up for um, for CanCon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially yeah, the multi-basing aspect of it, I think, just gives you so much freedom when yeah. it comes to yeah. when it's the hobby side to of it. To make things. mini dioramas if you need. Yeah. Mm. And seen some amazing stuff over in the, the UK as well, the occasional uh, US one of the uh, really cool looking uh, multi-based units. Yeah, there was another. So it should yeah. be good. Hopefully everyone else can do the same. Uh, there, was, there was a really interesting one where the guy had his units in buildings. So he had like a large infantry horde and it was like a ruined building with the guys on like the ground and second level. And it was, it was actually kind of problematic because it looked a lot like a piece of terrain that he was moving around. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, he could physically hide units behind it. And unless you were constantly sort of walking around the table, <laughs> you wouldn't see it. Um, not that I'm implying that the player did that on purpose, but um, no. it could be one of those things where you have like, you know, a, a character or something behind your infantry yeah. horde um, and you don't realise that they're there until 
till later. But anyway, but no, people can people can can go overboard. But no, it's it's certainly uh, it's it's why I really like Kings of War is the multi basing. And my dwar- my multi base dwarves will make an appearance at Kings of War, but it'll they'll be used by um, Sammy Mahmood, who's from the Rules Committee, who's coming. He's just moved to Australia, uh, to you mm-hmm. somewhere in Victoria, I think. But he's coming up and. Um, staying with me and he'll probably run my dwarves because he won't have long been in the country. So I'm hoping to do some multi-basing. Got a 3D printer coming, which is interesting. So I'm hoping to print up some, <laughs> some cool um, some cool multi-bases. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. All right. um, is there anything else you want to cover for CanCon, um, details-wise? Cost? Uh, cost is 60 bucks, I think, Taz. Is that right? Yeah, $60 through the CanCon yeah. website. Yeah. Okay. And look, we've got the um, we've got the website, which is www.clashofkingsau.com. The idea after CanCon is, given that I've got the um, I don't know whatever you call it, the domain or whatever it is, um, done already, <clears throat> um, that hopefully after that we'll turn it into a bit more of a just a Kings of War Australia website, maybe even. Um, turn it into a bit of a, like, because the Kings of War resource site has basically stopped now, so maybe even turn it into a bit of mm. that, try and get some mm. um, more articles okay. and things going on it. Cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting seeing some more tactics, articles and things like that. Like, I would be really interested to read something from Tracy about how he managed to use four infantry hordes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I found two of them hard enough to not run into each other. Four is just absurd. Yeah. I understand he had the three big flyers and stuff, um, so I'm talking about these lists that he took to masters. Yeah. Um, but he had, yeah, he had three big, like three flying monsters and four infantry hordes, which yeah, I would really like to work out how he how he did it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But I guess I guess and so I guess the main thing for CamCon is we just want people to get signed up now. So 45 is a good start. You know, by Christmas it'd be awesome to have cracked 50, be on our way to 60. Um, but get signed up because I have no idea when it will actually sell out. Um, and be guaranteed that everyone is going to have a good time. I'm currently working mm. on what Saturday night will look like. So, because um, I know Spoon, you're a big fan of the uh, of the in between days antics. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lo- lo- love a bit of uh, get together. So, um, I'm trying to find somewhere where we might be able to do that. Don't disappoint. Nice and close to. Yeah. Sounds like a threat. All right. Okay. All right. Looks like I might actually have to fork out for a deposit then just to keep Spoon happy. I don't want to get bagged on direct misfire after the event. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday night was just rubbish. Never never pick a fight with a guy with his own broadcast publication, man. Yeah. 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 I was trying to think of what's the audio equivalent of buying ink by the barrel. I don't know. All right. Um, if there's nothing else to go over, maybe lists that you're thinking about taking to CanCon. Uh, well, mine's pretty set that Sammy, <laughs> Sammy will be taking. Uh, <laughs> I've, just, I've, just, I've just got to remember what it is off the top of my head. So it's uh, two regiments of the Defence Six guys. Um, Iron Guard. Iron Guard, thank you. Uh, a horde of the... I'm just going to describe what they do and Taz can do the names for me. The Crushing <laughs> Two guys. <laughs> Shield breakers. Shield breakers. Thank you. Um, and they've got an elite item. Uh, then I've got two regiments of Brock Riders, one with Haste, one with Pathfinder. Um, two troops of Berserkers, one with Fire Oil. Uh, three organ guns and a Warsmith. Sveri Agalax, Ag- right. Sver- <laughs> who's very nice. Um, <laughs> and a Brock Lord. Yeah, yeah, a Berserker Brock Lord. That's it, isn't it, so, Taz? 
Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, it's yeah. very Anglax. Is that the, the that's the Berserker King? Yeah. One. Yeah. Taz is, Taz is my details man. <laughs> yeah, so yes, he's actually pretty good. As long as you don't, in front of three. Yeah, as long as you don't push Surrey out in front, he he can do a pretty a good amount of damage because he's got he's a large cav. He's got ten attacks, vicious and elite. You know, he goes he goes pretty well. Pretty beefcake. Yeah. Fearless nineteen. Yes, quite. <laughs> so three organ guns and a warsmith. So what? That's fifteen shots each. Hitting on fives, but with elite. Correct. Yeah. Yuck. Gross. Yeah. I can and do three cannons instead. As well. oh, I'd rather three cannons, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. And they actually, to be honest, like when we're flying, the organ guns don't do that much. Sure. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. That's because you're rubbish. <laughs> hey, I'm not playing them. No one can point the finger at me. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, just yeah. got to do the big, hos- big hospital pass yeah, yeah. to the rules committee guy who's come to Sammy, a new country, Sammy trying to make new friends, and he Sammy gets can like to, to, to face the organ guns towards the back of the board if he wants. That's not my. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. What are you taking, um, Tazzy? Well, so as Matt alluded to earlier, I've gone through many iterations of this list. Um, I'm playing Trident Realms mostly because of the hobby side of things, but to make it even harder, I didn't want to play it, take any allies at all, which this list really, really needs. Like it's one of those lists, sort of like Orcs, that um, does some things really, really well, but other things not at all. Um, And in this Mm. case, it has no flying and not much in the way of piercing shooting apart from the one war machines that it has. Uh, So my list at the moment is, I'll just open it up here. I'm going to take a horde of Nyad and Snarers. So they're the guys with Snare and Regen 4, which is a lot of fun. Um, the Nyad Worm Riders, probably with Blessing of the Gods, so giving them Elite. Depth Horrors, uh, they're like a glass hammer melee thing. Melee 3, Defense 3. Yeah, yeah, crushing one. But they have Snare, so if they get them in difficult terrain, they can be very annoying. Um, hmm. But, yeah, I mean, they're 18 attacks and they're 185 points, so I'm quite a fan of them. But they do get shot to bits. Um, hmm. So I'm hoping, Matt, if you could arrange that I don't face any elves, that would be really good. Um, <laughs> no, you'll just end up with facing the dwarf. Um, yeah. Now yeah. you're just going to get all elves. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll bring so I've got my three 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 hordes there. Then I'll bring two troops of Nokhen. They're like um, they're infantry troops. They've got like breath attack ten, no piercing though. So they're kind of like chaff. Yeah, mainly six. Yeah, they're so. They're, I mean, I, I've never used them yet. I'm gonna experiment with them, but I think I'm gonna run them. Um, two Leviathan's Banes. I'll probably bring. They're the war machine that I have, like a giant bolt thrower, I guess. Yep. Piercing Feel. four. We, Piercing four, which is nice. Um, mm. Matt's only salty because I played one game against his nature list and I just hammered one of his dragons with <laughs> by crossbow. No, 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 no. You took a horde of <laughs> defense six elementals off in one turn. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, was, and then I took your dragon out. It was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like any war machine. When your dice are hot, it's great. And when they're not, yeah. it's just so frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah. Then uh, two monsters. I'm bringing a Nucka, which is like a fast sea serpent thing. So it's like a speed nine, but nimble monster. 
and the Kraken. That's the big Reaper Bones model, um, which is pretty much I've built this list around that model because um, I love right. it so much. Yeah. It's so impressive um, that you've got to get it on the table. Pretty much, pretty much. Even though, really, I'd like if I was trying to optimize the list, I'd probably just take a Cold Giant, yeah. which is 30 points cheaper and just about as good as far as being an anvil goes but the thing the thing with the kraken and it's hard because ever since i've played with the actual model as opposed to just using like templates people shoot at Mm. constantly like it's a massive bullet magnet they just Mm. look at it and think Mm. this has to be my priority for all shooting it's because Um, it's got so many appendages that's true that's true it has multiple noodly appendages um but yeah, so it, it's interesting. I wonder, like, because people prioritize it above, you know, its actual threat, I guess. Um, so, I, you know, it doesn't make it into combat that often because people just shoot at it constantly. But anyway, it looks cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And then I'm bringing the Nyad Wormrider Centurion with Ensorcelled Armor. So Defense 6, Regen 4 is always fun. <laughs> the Siren, who has that really cool Siren's Call move, which is like a reversed wind blast. Yep. draws them closer and disorders them. And then the Trident King, who's a bit of a Swiss Army knife. He's got like 12 breath attacks. So, yeah, and very inspiring. Yeah, he's pretty good. So, yeah, he's very mm. expensive though. 220 points, but he... Um, yeah, 220. 12 attacks and he, he... I mean, he's crushing one, piercing one, thunderous one. But it's it's the very inspiring that's useful for him. Yep. Um, you can sort of see him in the middle of the formation and he covers most of it. Um, mm. So that's that's the list I'm thinking of at the moment, but it'll almost certainly change. But yeah, if I was trying to if I was trying to optimize it, I'd probably ally in either two hordes of ogre boomers um, and sit them behind the uh, ensnarers and just shoot over the head, um, or yeah. I'd ally in a horde of a low high and a phoenix just to fly around and never die. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, so that's yeah. So I mean, yeah, my list. Generally does well against melee army, so like undead and orcs and things like that. But um, there's just this one guy locally who plays elves, and he brings two hordes of the sea guard, and then two like the dragon's breath breath weapons, and yeah. oh, okay. they're like it's like specifically designed to melt lists like mine. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have much in the way of piercing, but most of my guys are like defense three. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what about mm. you guys? Uh, you want to go first, Ben? Well, uh, what I'm taking is my list that I've run a few times because I really like the figures in it and I've spent a long time trying to um, get them all multi-based up and look super pretty. I've named it the Abyssal Friends because it's <laughs> Abyssal Dwarfs with Abyss allies because they're friends. Um, <laughs> so it is made up of a troop of Slave Walks and two troops of Gargoyles. Uh, then we've got a horde of lesser obsidian golems a regiment of abyssal half-breeds and they've got the pathfinder item a horde of grotesques with brew of haste not sure about that one i keep changing the items up on these guys because i'm never comfortable with whatever i give them what's their movement maybe it's because seven yeah yeah okay it depends do you do the cube of death thing that tim neil did or no okay yeah yeah Yeah. okay um Two Dragonfire teams after that. Then I've got the Abyssal Half-Read Champion with Quicksilver Rapier. That's my standard setup for that guy. Good for hunting small things. 
Um, the 180, star. like the, the 360 degree threat range on those things is so annoying. Yeah. They yeah. just, you can't hide from them and they come at you and they reliably put like three or four wounds on. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. And with the Quicksilver Rapier, any individual is hitting on twos with crushing three. So that's Ooh. a good way to take out those small fellas. Yeah. Um, so Iron Castile, he's got Lightning Bolt 3 Surge 8 and the Inspiring Talisman because there's not a lot of inspiring so far. Uh, another one of my favourites is Bassy the Vile and a Greater Obsidian Golem. Uh, and as for the allies, I've just got a Regiment of Flamebearers and an Ifrit. Um, I'm thinking it was either an Ifrit or the Archfiend because I've got a really cool looking model for that one that I modelled up years ago but don't often get to see on the table so that's what it is at the moment there's like that and something else that's slightly changed so one of two lists that look very similar how does that sure list normally do. run for you yeah it's pretty good um it's fairly balanced it doesn't have a lot of shooting but it's good enough to do some damage on units and it's fairly fast well i guess your well. shooting uh, is all the the breath weapons like there's a closer range shooting in it well your flame yeah, bearers there the, 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 the flame bearers and lightning bolt helps as yeah, well yeah yeah then you've got the little torpedo torpedoes of the Harpy Champion and Basusu Ugh, yes. as well. Basusu yeah. the extremely irritating. <laughs> no Bassy Boo's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're sitting at at the moment. And just reading it, I've realised I've painted the wrong things. So I've got to work <laughs> on painting some more stuff. Don't worry, mate. Two months to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Bust it out. And then I've got the uh, display board to do as well. <laughs> yeah, right. nice. Do you have any ideas for your display board? Are you going to go like your infernal theme types thing? Uh, well, I've multi-based them all uh, with the snow theme because I've kind of got the small story of um, the dwarves headed north to look for more slaves and monsters to bring back. So it's kind of like a um, an expedition. Nice. So they're kind of marching out north to see what I they love can a catch. bit of fluff. I love mm-hmm. a bit of fluff. Mm. And if you've got a story, it it makes things easier to, to model. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. For my um, Kingdoms of Men, League of Rodier Army, I, I wrote up a big backstory. Uh, way too much backstory. I named all of the characters and went <laughs> broke down the city that they're all from and the individual districts of the city which supplied the individual units and all this sort of stuff. And the right. army is absolutely pants. But I wrote all this stuff. Yeah, it, so. didn't, didn't help them on the table. Yeah. No, I really didn't. <laughs> Well, they went down in style, I guess. Uh, yeah, they, they looked good. Well, everyone made yeah. fun of them. They were, they were better on parade, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Spoonie? One day, actually, no, I have beaten you once, Matt, so eat it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I will most likely be taking my abyss, depending, uh, will depend on what I get done. I've got a couple of things I want to finish for the second list that I haven't really confirmed yet but my first one will be something yep. similar to convict so i've got a regiment of uh, flame bearers with jar of the four winds so extra range on those uh horde of lower abyssals mm. brew of strength uh, a horde of tortured souls they're naked um, a regiment mm-hmm. of horsemen with caterpillar potion two troops of hellhounds two of freaks one nice. with inspiring one with i think it's boots of Levitation, is Levitation. that the one that march and shoot? Yeah, yeah. And march and shoot, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then I've got the Archfiend, which is, uh, she's flying, has lightning five and six up defense. And I've got a unit of allied Night Stalkers. I've got a horde of fiends 
So that's mm. my my first list. Didn't know you were so filthy, Spurn. <laughs> <laughs> the Night Stalker, the Night Stalker fiends. <laughs> I still managed Just to joking. screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> The Night Stalker fiends are good allies because you don't need to inspire them. It's um, that's it. Really um, useful out on a flank. They're so quick and they're yeah, yeah they're so good, so fast, and lots of attacks. Yeah, I remember the first time um, Richard Fuad. I don't know if you've um, you've played him. He's a Sydney player who travels down to Canberra as well. The first time I played Night Stalkers and he hit me with them, and I was just like, "How many attacks do they got?" Because <laughs> I was expecting, you know, I was expecting like 18 or so, and then yeah. 24. And it's just like, this is rude. Um, <laughs> but yeah. he also has, uh, he, he likes to do the Legion of Bloodworms with the Crystal Pendant of Retribution. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yes, best item in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering if you were going to put it on anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, I had a second list in mind, which was uh, I was going to go down the Succubi path. Three units of Succubi. It'd be similar to, I think it was Ken or Evan Ferris's Masters list, but I was going to use um, one of the Living Legends, Lord of Lies, as my character rather than an Archfiend. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I hadn't. So that's the one with out. the extra lightning bolt, isn't it? Yeah, he's lightning seven. Yeah. yeah. In Snare, is, is a really good rule. Mm-hmm. If you can get into melee, it is just a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, especially for the guys who hit on fours normally. When you know when they have to do mm. like a hindered, a hindered and ensnared charge, and then all of a sudden they're just <laughs> going nowhere. The question yeah. is, have you got enough lady models anyway, Spoon? Yeah, I've got three regiments already painted. Oh, nice! Oh, wow! <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah, it's just working out how to fit everything else in that I want to fit in, like the Cronius and the Efree and everything else. Two thousand points is tough, hey? Yeah, it is. Everything's pretty expensive in the Abyssal list, I find, unless you're going to take the shitty troops that. I don't really like taking or haven't taken and refused to paint. <laughs> so it's hard to get a lot of dudes in an elite army is what you're saying. Yes, essentially. Right. Yeah. But are Abyssals really an elite army? I just well, don't it want... is if you take all the expensive stuff, like any yeah. other army, I guess. <laughs> True. I just don't want to paint more guys. I want to move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> more the point. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to discuss while we're here? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you briefly touched on terrain. I don't think we actually talked about it, though, did we? No. Did we no, talk we about didn't. the terrain? Go for it, um, so, uh, look, it's all in the pack, but basically we're using the um, the 12 terrain maps from the Mantic Forum, um, and uh, we've standardised the height. So have a look at those in the pack, so that give you a pretty good idea of um, anyone that wanted to actually practice. But, yeah, we're basically going to have the standard maps. So there's 12 maps, which means, I guess, the tables get repeated twice, but the, the chances are, or a couple of times, but the chances are that, you know, you play on playing on the same table the chance is quite low and they're relatively representative obviously um, everyone that's donating terrain so you know there's plenty of people that are giving us heaps of help from the Queenslanders Ken and his lot up there are bringing some tables Drew's donating a bunch of tables Michael Clark from Sydney's um, bringing a bunch of tables like they'll all have their own collections obviously but the maps give you a pretty good idea of how it's going to be laid out and they'll be on the table as, as well uh, laminated on the table um, but yeah, the heights are all standardised, so have a look at the pack. Um, but I just wanted to mention that that's all in there now in the latest update. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Um, if you just want to go over just quickly once more, where do people sign up? Where do you get all the information? Oh yeah, isn't that a palaver? Okay, so it's the Cancock <laughs> website. Um, it's, it's a little bit complicated to, uh, to get there. So you have to go to the Cancon website. Um, oh, actually, the link on our website, clashofkingsau.com, yep. um, 
cancon.com um, but otherwise if you go to the cancon website you can go to cancon 2017 then you click on tournaments and then you click on clash of kings australia and then you click on festival director and then you click on enter kings of war and after that you can check right. out <laughs> yeah. It, so yeah. It's a, a, a paltry five or six steps before Yeah, you can exactly. Yeah. So um the, the website to... is cgs.asn.au forward slash cancon. Um, start there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll have details in our show notes as well. Awesome. Cool. We'll leave it at that then, I think. Sounds good. Cool. Oh, okay. thanks for having us on. Right. Thanks guys. Thanks for having us on. No worries. Thanks for joining. Thanks for your time. And uh, I guess we'll speak to you soon and we'll see you in Canberra and hopefully we'll see a few more sign-ups as well. Yeah, yeah. and for a good Saturday awesome. night. Otherwise, Spoon will lamp- lampoon us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There will be beers, and, beers and karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, lads. Thank no you very much, guys. All right. See ya. See ya. Blowing up the game Talking many war games is our aim From rule books to advice We cover it all With the best tactics We never fall Ben summon spoon All your host every vid Misfiring But aiming up ahead Comment, like, and subscribe today Keeping you notified And up to date Come check us out at Facebook.com slash Misfire, or shoot us over an email at directmisfire at gmail.com. I was, I was going to completely derail that deliberately and say at the end, thanks for having us on counter charge. <laughs> I, I would have just beeped it out. <laughs>